First Samuel, the 30th chapter. I'm reading a lot today. Amen. I just want to give you the story and then we'll take it from there. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire. And had taken the women captives that were daring. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire. And their wives and sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captives. Ahinoam, the Jezreelite, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed. If that is your Bible, underline the word greatly distressed. For the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for their daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. If that's your Bible, underline, encourage himself in the Lord. And David said to Abiathar, the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the effort. And Abiathar brought thither the effort to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after the tr this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. So David went, and he and his 600 men that were with him, and came to the brook Bessel, where those that were left behind stayed. And David pursued, and he and 400 men. For 200 men abode behind, which were so faint that they could not go over the brook Bessel. And they found an Egyptian in the field, and brought him to David, and gave him bread. And he did eat, and, he did, and, he, and they made him drink water. And they gave him a piece of cake of figs, and two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, his spirit came again to him. For he had eaten no bread, nor drank any water, three days and three nights. And David said unto him, To whom belongest thou, and whence art thou? Art thou? And he said, I am a young man of Egypt, a servant of an Amalekite, and my master left me, because three days ago I fell sick. We made an invasion upon the south of the Cheritites, and upon the coast of upon the coast which belongs to Judah, and upon the south of Caleb, and burned Ziklag with fire. And David said to him, Canst thou bring me down to this company? And he said, Swear unto me by your God that thou wilt neither kill me 
nor deliver me into the hands of my master, and I'll bring thee into this company. And when he had brought him down, behold, they were spread abroad upon all the earth, eating and drinking and dancing, because of all the great spoil that they had taken out of the land of the Philistines and out of the land of Judah. And David smote them from the twilight, even unto the evening of the next day. And there escaped not a man of them, save 400 young men which rode upon camels and fled. And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that they had taken to them. David recovered all. And David took all the flocks and the herds which they had, which they drove before those other cattle, and said, This is David's spoil. And David came to the 200 men, which were so faint that they could not follow David, whom they had made so also to abide at the brook's vessel. And there they went forth to meet David and to meet the people that were with him. And when David came near to the people, he saluted them. Then answered all the wicked men and men of Belial, of those that were with David, and said, Because they went not with us, we will not give them aught of the spoil that we have recovered, save to every man his wife and children, that they may lead them away and depart. Then David said, Ye shall not do so, my brethren, with that which the Lord has given to us, who has preserved us and delivered the company that came against us into our hand. For who will hearken unto you in this matter? But as his part is that goeth down to the battle, so shall his part be that tarrieth by the stuff, they shall part alike. And it was so from that day forward that he made it a statue and an ordinance for, the Israel, for Israel unto this day. And when David came to Ziklag, he sent the spoils unto the elders of Judah, even to his friends, saying, Behold, a present for you, for the spoil of the enemies of the Lord. To them which were in Bethel, and to them which were in the south, Ramoth, and to them which were in Jatiel. Amen. Father, we thank you for today. We bless you. Let your word come forth expressly and concise. Touch the hearts of men. Transform them with your word. And let us live here blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm talking about dealing with distressing situations. Amen. When you go through distressing situations, and I just want to use David as our case study. Here is David living in Ziklag. And Ziklag is a Philistine territory. So the man is living in Ziklag, 
with the Philistines. And when you go back to the, uh, chapter 27, you will see that there was a point in time when Israel was going to fight with the Philistines. So David, living with the Philistines, is supposed to join the Philistines and fight his own brethren. But God, in his own way of doing things, transformed the situation. At the point that these people were supposed to join the army, they moved away from Ziklag, and they went to meet the Philistine army. So they are there with them, trying to do whatever they do before they go to war. All of a sudden, the elders of the Philistine army comes out and say, no, we don't want these people to go with us to the war. So King Ashish is asking them, why? Then the elders said, perhaps they will betray us and turn on us. So the man is sitting there. One, he doesn't want to go to fight against his own brethren. So by some supernatural intervention, God delivers them out of the place. So the Philistines tell them, hey, leave. We don't want you. Go. We'll go by ourselves. He says, thank you very much. Then we will go back home. And the journey is three days. So they journey back three days. And bear in mind, God has a way of doing things. You may think you are going through distressing times, but God knows. Because he is the God who sees everything and knows everything. Because in that same battle that the, the Philistines were going, if David had gone with them, that was the same battle that Saul and Jonathan died. So guess what? The Israelis could have turned around and said, David, because you are a mighty warrior, you killed our king. So God, in his own wisdom, delivered them out of the place. So they are happy coming back home. We didn't kill Saul. We didn't do anything. We are just coming back home. They get to their country and the whole place is burnt down. Hallelujah. The whole place is burned down. But if you go to war and you kill people, even when they are bent, you can count them on the floor. But now they are walking, they don't see anybody, any dead body. So where are our wives, our children, and where are they? Come and see weeping from the men. Hallelujah. 600 men. The Bible says they wept until they had no strength in them to weep. I don't know what you may be going through. I'm just giving you a picture for you to see. You may think you have it so bad because the unemployment check is not coming. So, oh, let me start crying. Somebody's wife is nowhere to be found. Their sons and daughters are nowhere to be found. Their houses are all bent down. Picture that. Hallelujah. Then after these guys wept, and when they were done, they turned around and said, you know what? David, it's because of you 
That's why this thing happened to us. So we are going to stone you. Talk about being from uh, 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 between a, a, a rock and a hard place. From the frying pan to the fire. We were all summoned to come and go to war. Now we have been relieved of the war. We're coming back home and we find this and you are blaming me. When you are in such distressing situations, what do you do? And after you had come out of such distressing situations, what do you do? That is my message for you today. Hallelujah. And we're going to learn a few things from it. David is a man after God's own heart. He knows exactly what to do in his life. I tell you all the time, sometimes, the way Christianity has become these days, we don't seek the intervention of God. All we do is set up committees, find solutions to things that we have no idea of. My friend used to say, if it is modern day Christians at the Red Sea, Believe me, they will form 24 committees and none of them will give them any solution to going before God. They will come around and say, let's turn around and go and be slaves to the, the Egyptians. But David did something and that is what I want us to learn. The first thing is, if you are going through situations, learn to love God. Hallelujah. When you are going through distressing situations, Learn to what? Love God. What does it mean to learn to love God? It means learn to what? Trust in God. Hallelujah. I asked this question the other day and somebody was like, why are you asking me this question? Do you trust God? The fact that you've been in church for far too long doesn't mean you trust in God. Let's see how trusting God means. Amen? When these people were about to stone him, David could have decided, you know what? Let me reason with these people. They've been with me for far too long. They know who I am. They know the things that I can do. Let me talk to them. But David didn't do that. But rather, he trusted in his God. He went before his Lord. And he prayed. First Samuel 30 verse 8. David inquired of the Lord. Shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? He was trusting only in God. And seeking the advice of God. When we go through distressing situations. Do we go before God? Some of us. That is the time we call all the friends that we have. People talk to people all the time. But they don't talk to God. And we have negated God to the background. When nothing helps, then we go before the Lord and now we have the prayer. Trying to make God feel like, you know, guilty. God, you know everything that happens to me. He doesn't. You didn't tell him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can see all things. Yes, he saw it. But he has given you 
your will. Do whatever you want to do with your will. Did you go before him? No. Now that things have backfired. And then they will say, the Ghanaian prayer, when things get bad, it is you we run to. So Lord, we are before you. Why don't you spare yourself that stress? Why couldn't you go before him in the first place? David was in such a situation, but he ran to God the first time because he knew God had the solution. Hallelujah. If you run to God, he will give you a solution. When you run to friends, they will give you a suggestion. You didn't hear that. You hear that tomorrow. Amen? People will come to you with so many things. Romans 10 verse 11 says, Anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. If you trust in the Lord, you will never what? Be disgraced. Because he will see you through. Place your trust in the Lord and see what he will do for you. Give the Lord a hand. Loving God means obeying his voice. And David did that too. In the same 1 Samuel 30 verse 8b, he says, God said, pursue them. He, God, answered. He will certain, you will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. Amen? You will surely overtake them and succeed in the rescue. Sometimes we go before God and we are so quick to run away from God. That's why you've been a Christian for so long, but you've never heard God speak to you before. Because your prayer is always on the wall. You wake up in the morning and say, God, as always, it is right there. You can read. But David was in the, in the presence of the Lord, praying, asking God, what shall I do? Shall I pursue them? God says, do it. Do it. You shall surely. So as that story goes, now David is prepared to go. He is going. And all of a sudden he gets to the brook vessel. The man has 600 people going with him. And 200 says, we are tired. We can't do anything. We can't go any further. We are exhausted. What would you do? Would you still continue trusting the Lord? Would you still obey the Lord? David said, you know what? Stay behind. The battle is the Lord's. Hallelujah. This is what I know of the Lord. He who has begun a good work is also faithful to bring it to a perfect end. So it doesn't matter whether it's three of us going. He has said it and he will surely bring it to pass. The Bible says he's not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he not said it and not done it? So whatever the Lord says, he will surely bring it to fruition. So let them sit over here and let's go. 
And then all of a sudden, from nowhere, they see this Egyptian boy roaming over in the desert. What is wrong with you? I am hungry. Sometimes you go to people's house and if you're hungry, tell them you're hungry. Don't go and then turn yourself into a prophet. You know, the Lord told me to come and say this and this. And then after that, the guy says, go home. He says, hey, do you have some bread? You should have told the person in the first place, you need food. He says, no, I need food. If you give me food, I'll be fine. And then not only that, promise me after you have fed me and made me strong, that if I show you the people, you are not going to hand me over to my master or kill me yourself. Learn how to negotiate from this guy. Hallelujah. They said, go. We will just show us. We won't do anything. What became of him, nobody knows. Hallelujah. When we, you obey the voice of God, God will lead you to a point where you recover all that you've lost. That is what the devil wants you to do. When your brother, your sister is in distress, after you had overcome the distress, instead of this person encouraging the other, they rather belittle them. So David is, is listening. And he hears that. He says, you know what? Today I'm going to make a decree. Whoever goes to war, and whoever stays home to protect the spoils and the supplies, they will have equal share. Hallelujah. They will have what? Equal share. When your friend is in trouble, when your brother is in trouble, learn to show them love. Hallelujah. Learn to show them love. First Samuel 30, 24, it says, The share of the man who stayed with the supplies is to be the same as the, that of him who went to the battle. All will share alike. Amen? All will share alike. Because David is thinking about, some, some time passed, these 200 men were able to go with me to war. They did all of these things. They protected me. So because they couldn't go to this war, think about that. And encourage somebody to get out of a distraction situation. Use what the Lord has done for you to encourage another person to come out of it. Sometimes we are too, so selfish and we, 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 you know, we want everybody to think we are the only people that exist on this planet Earth. So when the person is talking to you about his problem, oh, take your problems away. Do you know what I went through before I got to this point? Why do you think God lets you go through the same thing? So that when you are strengthened, he talked, he talked to uh, uh, Peter and said, Peter, 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 I have prayed for you because the devil had wanted to sit you like what wheat. But I have prayed for you so that when you are strengthened, you pray for your brethren. Do you do that? And the sad part of it is, instead of, you can't do that, but you take your, bro, your brother's problems, your sister's problems, and then you spread it around. Like you're selling, uh, 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 what do you call it, handkerchiefs. Hey, have you heard? 
we don't want to hear have you heard in this year. Hallelujah. Another thing I want to talk to you about is showing gratitude to those who help you. That is loving others. Verse 26, it says, And when David arrived in Ziklag, he sent some of the plunder to the elders of Judah who were with him, who were his friends, saying, Here is a present for you. Hallelujah. When you love others, you remember what they do or they have done for you. Sometimes people get to a point where things are all okay and they forgot that back in the days when you had only one shoe and that shoe, you use it for everything. So when there's a special function, you have to go to Laboro. That, you've forgotten. You will learn about that tomorrow. Amen. The person that helped you to get to some level. Have you in your mind remembered that person just even once? When we were in the 21 day fasting, pastor said something. He said, after the fast, look for somebody. He said, he didn't say bring the money to the church. Look for somebody. And bless that person with something. Hallelujah. How many of us were able to do it? God bless you, sister. Just look for somebody. Because in some way, somehow, somebody has helped you. The sad part of us, especially Ghanaians, the mother that helped this person is still alive. Because some prophets said that woman is a witch. You haven't even sent that person a dollar in your life. And the day they die, you are able to go borrow money from the bank, build a house, and stage a funeral. For who? Hallelujah. David knew that when Saul was chasing him, he might have gone through all these cities that they were talking about. And the people could have informed Saul about him. But they didn't. So they became what? His friends. And if you go to chapter 31, you realize that these same friends ensure that he became the king of Israel. So the same people that you are neglecting today, as you are climbing the ladder, the people you see climbing, when you are descending, you see the same people. Treat them good as you are going up. Hallelujah. Whatever distressing situation you are going through, remember this. If you won't remember anything at all, that your tomorrow is bigger than today. Hallelujah. Tomorrow is always bigger than today. Remember that. God bless you. You mean more to us at Praise Palace than you may ever know. We appreciate you, and we thank our friends and partners for making this ministry possible. Together, we are presenting the gospel to the world. Please contact us or visit praisepalace.org today to share your prayer request, find out more about our resources, check out our upcoming events, and stay connected as we share the love of Christ around the globe.